1: entrepreneurs in general, right, one of the biggest things that cripples them is a lack of singular focus. Mm. Because what happens, as soon as you sell a thousand books, everybody coming to you like, you need to do the book on this. What about the book on that? What about the book on that? So you start thinking about all the other books. Then somebody like, teach me how to do the book. Mm. And then you like, man, my book just got released last month. But now I'm book coach extraordinaire, I'm a guru, right? I'm yeah. I'm a guru. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm coach yeah. so literally, right? We're so programmed that hey, now I gotta have multiple streams of income. What yeah. they create is multiple streams of struggle. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Like like that's all these streams that ain't streams cause ain't nothing flowing through none of them. I, I tell people all the time, the main number one reason. Can I share the number one reason Please. most entrepreneurs never build a seven figure business? Please talk to me. Even, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna gonna clarify. The main reason most successful, they mean they got something going. Successful entrepreneurs can't get to a million dollars a year in revenue in their business is because they got two or three $100,000 businesses.
0: Oh, say that, yeah.
1: So they chasing all these small things and chasing all them different small things is stopping you from getting to the one big thing that you can just lock in on and go hard on.
0: Hey, hey, wait, wait, I know y'all wanna to get to this next episode and it's a dope episode, but listen, if you are watching this, you're about to watch someone who's a multimillionaire, somebody who is an entrepreneur, somebody who's a mover and shaker, but I know that you also have a story that could get you on the same show, but even, even better, creating multiple streams of income from your story. So listen, I need you to text me my book, to the number 646-687-4152. That's my personal number. Text my book to that number, and I am going to personally mentor you and help you to create a book that will give you multiple streams of income. So again, text my book to 646-687-4152. All right, let's go watch the show. Pay attention and listen me, about to teach class. Inside the boat. my man ass cash. To, to get your man right, Thursday night. 8pm, hey, you see me change all life Millionaire mindset the best on earth
1: Blueprints of wealth and knowledge network Forget it while you can't and he's standing right here Just come inside the vault and see black millionaires Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Come inside the vault and see black millionaires oh yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh
0: yeah You won't ask cash, you can catch it right here in the vault. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Listen, there's a lot of people that got couple goals. Some people look at the Obamas. Some people got the Carters. Well I have the Tylers in the building. Uh, When I tell you uh, this is a power couple, this is the power couple of power couples. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited to have them in the building. Ms. Um, Ronnie Tyler, thank you so much for being here. My thank brother you. Lamar, thank hey. you. Um, now I don't even know where to start. For those who don't know, who is Lamar and Ronnie Tyler?
1: Tell them, babe.
2: <laughs> she hates it when <laughs> I do it. That. That's why I'm going <laughs> to start.
1: So- this episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. Oh, so, uh, we're the creators and founders of several online brands, right? All around the focus of supporting, uplifting, and encouraging the black community. Um, Our first large brand, blackandmarriedwithkids.com, we launched in December 2007, promote positive images of marriage in the black community to show that, hey, guess what? It's black folks out here loving each other, contrary to what media say, to what the public say, to what you see on TV. We wanted to show that it's black fathers here taking care of their kids and oftentimes someone else's kids too at the same time. And in that morph, we built um, a very public brand with that, um, featuring a ton of press, work with many of America's largest brands and we built a business and people saw us build like the business in front of them. So what they said is, hey, teach us how to do what you do. So then we launched a brand Traffic Sales and Profit in 2015, a community over 30,000 purpose-driven black entrepreneurs. Um, as of now through our programs, right, our, our key programs, we've helped 24 black businesses get to seven figures mm. in revenue. Right. And everything we do is all around building that community. Love it, love it, love it. And, and so my, my
0: first introduction, um, you know to the Tylers was uh generation one generation one yep right uh, so as a financial educator um I saw that and I was like oh right because you know I started out in this game uh when there wasn't really that much focus on black wealth right like literally I remember my, my first year uh writing a book I was going to different media outlets trying to have them uh, promote my book and I had a producer tell me black people do not want to learn about money. Right? He will he will he will he will remain nameless because he's doing some big things now. So I'm a, I ain't remember our conversation though. But that's another thing. But talk to me about generation uh, generation one. Like what was the um, you know the reason around you know, you know, creating that film
2: um you know really it came from just like studying our audience right and that was the biggest thing that lamar and i began to do with our audience is to understand what their needs were and so we looked into you know we had other documentary films and they were about relationships but when we looked into the need of the black community and looked at the wealth gap we thought okay we should do a movie about like just building generational wealth and so that is it um it became our biggest movie even though we focused on relationships and couples, I think that movie really resonated with our audience and with um, the black community wanting to understand about how to build wealth.
1: Yeah, and it was that thing, right? We are trying to figure out how to get ahead, but so many times the black community, we're behind because of lack of information. Mm. That's why I love what you're doing, right? You're you're teaching the people and training the people, Mm. but a lack of information. So what we've seen time and time again is that if you provide education for the community, they eat it up. The whole thing has been, we've been separated from the education on purpose mm-hmm. so that we don't get access to it. We get access to the education, then guess what? Then we get access to the money, we get access to the wealth. We get access to wealth, then our community start to change. Mm-hmm. Then everything around us starts to change. We begin to create real legacy, right? We talk about legacy all the time. What does that really look like? Mm-hmm. And and it all starts with education. Mm-hmm. And before that, even mindset. All
0: right, mindset. You talking my you talk language, you talking my language. And so what has been, um, the biggest barrier um, in changing the mindset of the people that we serve right because when you think about um, there's two narratives right there's this narrative of black and married and you know you know strengthening the, the you know the black community but then there's also uh, the narrative of uh building wealth right uh, you know helping people build wealth through businesses um what have been some of the, Um, barriers around mindset that you've seen in, you know, working in your
2: business? So my biggest thing is people just being able to see it, Mm. right? Just being able to be around people that are actually successful. So the first thing was being around people that are successful in their marriages, right? Mm. So that's what we started out in understanding that there are relationships out there. There are couples out there that are working together. Mm. Um, So being able to see it and be around it and then get educated about it was the biggest thing. And I think... That's the biggest thing also with um, being entrepreneurs and business is if you can be around, and surround yourself with around communities of people that are doing it, then it becomes more attainable for you. So me, the mindset is just like being around it and being able to see it. Yeah. No, I love it. Love it. Love it.
1: And exactly what Ronnie said, so being able to see it. So that's why we did seven full of documentary films. That's why we use a lot of video on what we do. That's why, like I watch your show, because oftentimes our community, they need to physically see it in front of them because a lot of us didn't grow up with it. So even for us to be entrepreneurs, I didn't have entrepreneurs in my family. So for me to figure out how to build a profitable multiple seven figure business, we had to dig into it and go outside, sometimes outside of the community, right? To say, hey, wherever the money is, wherever the resources is, wherever the information is, we gotta get it and bring it back. I always like to say now, one of my, my, my favorite slogans, the gatekeepers are gone, mm-hmm. right? Due to the rise of technology um, and the lowering cost of what it takes to get things done, what it takes to get a website built, mm-hmm. right? 10, 15 years ago, 10, 15 grand to get a website. Yeah. Now you can go on a website for $50, $5 for free, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get access to a website that looked just like Coca-Cola's website or something, right? Um, also, at the same time, the rise of social media. For the first time ever, we can connect directly with the consumer. Yeah. So for so many, really forever, you had to do what? Go through a middleman. Yeah. So if you wanted to be a musician, you had to go through a label. If you wanted to be, like we did documentary films, if we wanted to create films, we would have had to go to Hollywood. Yeah. What do we look like going to Hollywood and saying, hey, Hollywood, we got documentaries about black families, black couples. Yeah. They loving each other. They taking care of their kids. They taking care of their stepkids. Did that look like something that would get the green light? Of course not, right? But what we found is that when we created our own docs, mm. when we pressed them up out of Disc Makers in Jersey by itself, mm. when we sold them online, when we did our own seven, eight, nine, ten 10 city tours, Atlanta, DC, Houston, Chicago on the south side, and black theaters in Chatham, um, uh, Dallas, Houston, Baltimore, wherever, right? Guess what happened? Sellouts Mm. every single time because black folks were hungry for the information. But again, right? We can't listen to what other people tell us. We have to go out, create our own products, and we have to fit the need that we know our community has. No, I love it. And
0: and you're still selling DVDs now. Until the day, until the wind falls off. Like, like so so we're gonna talk about that building. (laughs) We're gonna talk about that beautiful building that, that you guys have, right? but I I went into there and we I was in your storage room and I'm like yo why this do I'm like I, like these these still look fresh these look like a fresh
1: pack of DVDs and y'all still selling DVDs how like what like people still have DVD players we we are shipping DVDs we shipping books again. People think, right? Like, oh, I think people not watching DVDs. I think people not reading physical books. I think this and think that. Yeah. What you gotta follow is the data, Absolutely. right? What you gotta follow is the revenue. So when we stop selling DVDs, that'll be the days people stop buying DVDs. Mm-hmm. But right now they still buying them. When it slowed down, what we did is we said, hey, right, because some people said, you know, the millennials, right? Millennials ain't out, they not about this DVD life. Right, right. I'm a grown man, right? I still gotta, you know, right. I'm in my 40s, I got a DVD player right. at home tucked away somewhere. Millennials not about that. Right. So when people said, hey, you know, uh, um, I wanna see the movie. I wanna see Generation One the Search of yeah, Black Wealth, but i don't have a DVD player. What we did is we included the stream along with it, mm-hmm. some additional digital assets nice. so we still can sell it at DVD prices. Because nice. nice. we want to make DVD money, not streaming money, mm-hmm. right? We can, like the profit margins are way higher. We can make way more with DVD. Yeah. So we bundle it up all together, we ship it to you. Whether you watch the DVD or not, mm-hmm. you still can get a stream code, yeah. but we can make more per disc off of it. Oh, I love that. I love that. And
0: one of the things that I that I appreciate about uh you know your brand and what you guys do. Um, is the fact that you said, right, we follow the data, right? So it's not really about what makes us look good and make us look popular. It's really what is going to sustain us as a business, right? And so when somebody looks at your brand, that's why I say like you y'all the power couple of power couples because when you look at your brand and what you were able to do, it's not really about popularity, right? It's about that purpose. It's about following the data. Can you talk a little bit about that? The the importance of, um, you know, not following the optics and trying to make yourself look like you're popping and really pop, right? Like, can you talk a little bit about that?
2: <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's so tempting, right, yeah, to, yeah. to go out and get the nice car and yeah. make it pop on, on Instagram. But really, we really are about um, serving and uplifting the community yeah. and also just kind of being respon- responsible with our funds. So we just want to be consistent with our messaging as far as how we're living and what we want to portray to our audience. But it is really about the data. You know, when we started um, Black and Married with Kids, we actually started giving our artists what we thought they wanted and what we thought brands wanted them to have. And so we would do a lot of articles about food and about parenting. But when we really started to really look at the data and when Lamar started really digging into digital marketing and we learned like, we can serve our own audience. We just need to find out like what they need. Um, Then we started to reframe it and we said, okay, they wanna learn about communication. Mm. They wanna learn about infidelity. Mm. They wanna learn about money. Mm. And so if you go out to our site now, you see that information. And then we went away from what we thought people wanted Mm. and what was fun to really what fit their needs.
1: Mm. And, And I think everybody watching this episode, what they need to figure out is do I want to be popular or do I want to be profitable? Mm. Can I repeat that one time, Clearly, right? Because they, they need to listen. It's a big bar. Do you want to be popular do you want to be profitable? Because yeah. at the same time of that, right, we're like, we're looking, it, it's crazy. Um, as a community, I think we're just getting turned on to the fact that we can hire a coach, we can hire a consultant. Somebody that's already been there and they can get us there faster. Mm. But we're doing it all wrong. Mm. Most of the time now when people look, they're saying, okay, I want to hire the coach. It looked like they got the most money. Mm. But that's not how you hire a coach. You hire a coach where the people that work under them, right, that come through them, who are those people that got the most money, right? It's not about how much money the coach makes, it's about how much money the people that he coaches make, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, like, but we got, it, we got it mixed up. I had a client one time It said, well, Lamar, you know, um, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do all this thing in my business because I want to be Rolls-Royce, right? Like my, my product is a Rolls-Royce. Yeah. I said, I don't want to be Rolls-Royce. Mm. I want to be Toyota. Mm. Rolls-Royce did about you know, 15, 16 billion last year, right? Yeah. And that, that's cool, but let's take it up a level. Rolls-Royce is owned by BMW. BMW owns BMW, Rolls-Royce, they own the mini cars, all that, right? BMW all together did about 116 billion, mm. right? Toyota did somewhere between 250 and 280 billion dollars. Mm. So oftentimes we look at the, the, our conception of what we Ooh. see outside, Ooh. don't make no sense. Yeah, Because yeah. we're not looking at the data, we're looking at emotions. And if yeah. I control your emotions, I can control you. Oh,
0: that's heavy, that's heavy. I don't know if y'all need to unpack that real quick, right? Because I hear that saying all the time, like, oh, I want to be Rolls-Royce. But that's true, right, is that uh, Rolls-Royce gives you, you know, yeah, I mean, if you sat in a, in a rose, right, and be, yeah. you know, stars, you know, make you feel good, like, you know, but at the end of the day, when you think about from a company perspective, um, it makes sense to be Toyota, right, it makes sense to, you know, to look at the data, to look at and say, all right, you know, this is the value that Toyota is bringing, it's able to bring in more profit, more revenue, um, and so I love that, I love that example, and so... So I want to talk about traffic first and foremost, right? Because you know the you know your company, which is very successful, traffic, sales, and profit, right? Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize the importance of of traffic. Um, They don't they don't um, recognize the importance of um, getting. You know, we just build. Right, and we think that I right, I built this and now I'm good. Talk to us about traffic, first and foremost. Like why is it imperative that everybody who has a business should be focusing on getting eyes or getting people to see that business?
2: Right. Because if no one sees it you can't sell it (laughs) that's number one right and um, i focus on launching and planning launches a lot of times in our business and people don't worry about the fact that they have no traffic or audience until after the product is built and they have no one to sell it to Mm -hmm. and so we tell people to focus on building your audience building your compute um, community and getting traffic to your business all year round. So that's like a baseline that you want to cons- consistently focus on just mm-hmm. so that you can get eyes on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like Ronnie said, that's big, right? We have people coming in all the time and they say, well, I'm not making money in my product business or my service business, no matter what it is. And the first thing we say is, well, how many people actually saw your offer? Mm-hmm. How many people got to your website? How many people got in your event? Because most of the time they're not even putting their offer in front of enough people to logically make it make sense, right? Because at the end of the day, every
2: save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.
1: Is just a, back to the data, everything is a numbers game. Yeah. So when we look at traffic, I tell people all the time, right? The first time I heard this, it blew my mind. One of my mentors, Jermaine Gregg, said, You know, Lamar, it's, it's three ways to drive more traffic. I said, What are the three ways? He said, You can build it, you can borrow with it, you can buy it. Mm-hmm. And when you break down those three ways, right? Building it is the organic. Building it is, I'm doing my IG lives, I'm doing my, my Facebook lives, right? I'm out here. Basically, it's the digital version of shaking hands and kissing babies, mm-hmm. person by person. Uh, You out there in the streets making it happen. Now, the thing about that is those people that come through that way are your ride or die. They there for life. They like, man, I remember when Ash was still in Harlem before he left us and went to Atlanta, right? Those are people that love you. The thing about it is that's the slow way. And I know it's people watching this now, it's like, I've been doing all of that, but I'm only getting three, four people in my audience a day. Uh, my email list only growing twenty, thirty people a month, and I can't sustain my business like this. What well, are two other ways of faster? You can borrow audience. That's going to people that already have your your demographic, your psychograph. They've already built a community of the people you want to target and they've already did the hard work. And a lot of these people don't even know how to monetize those audiences that they built, but you can go in and tap into their audience leading with what's the value for them, right? Can you um, give them a split of revenue that you bring in? Can you create something that they need? Maybe they need content, maybe they need information, maybe they need um, some of your shine, some of your community, whatever it is. But you tap into people already built what you want. And then the last thing, you can buy it. That's your Facebook ads, that's your Instagram ads, that's your Google ads. The great thing about that is that's like the, the water faucet. You cut it on, and the traffic come, Mm. right? Now, you cut it on, you better know what you're doing, because you can make money, you can lose money, but you can get it quick. And and literally, like Ronnie said, before you have any, like, you got the offer that's great. It's a lot of people have a lot of great things. When they get in front of people, they can sell it, but they just can't get in front of enough people. Mm.
0: And so, um, what would you say is the biggest mistake that you've seen uh, that small business owners, people who, who maybe just starting out or building their business, what's the biggest mistake that they've made while trying to, you know, build their business and and take it to that next level?
2: Oh my gosh, there's so many. Y'all looked at each other with sacred. Like, oh. <laughs> how long is
0: the show? Right. right? How long I is man? the show? Where, where, where you, you want me to start?
2: I'll say one, and then Lamar can say one. I, I'll say not being consistent. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they have a great product, they have a great idea, but they're not consistent. They're not um, professional enough, and formal enough with themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they're working today, they're not working tomorrow. Just not being professional and being consistent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that's what I'll say. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. I'ma say that it's a lot of people that have product and service, but don't like to sell. Ooh. Right? And Say they that. like like Say man, that. like selling is, is icky. I don't like it. Yeah, I feel yeah, sleazy, yeah. right, and all this stuff. Yeah. But what they gotta realize is that if they can't sell, they can't serve. Yeah. Can I say that one more That's time? A right? boy. Yo, he Yo, he bought up, man. He... If, if, if they can't sell, they can't serve. Yeah. So, if I want to impact the lives of black women all across the globe, I have to be able to sell the concept of what I have, right? The product or service I have overcomes the challenge or the issue or the situation that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. If I can't get them to believe that and believe in me and believe in the product, they'll never get hold of what I have that actually can help them. Mm-hmm. So we gotta even change, again, right? What's the word? Mindset, Mindset yeah. Around how we view selling to realize that, hey, when we sell something, as long as you selling something, of, if you are selling something of quality and substance, yeah. you serving people, but you can't serve nobody if you can't get it in their hands. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And so now,
0: right, talk to me about that beautiful building that you guys have, because I, so it was it was inspiration. So I remember, uh, you know, I was talking to our brother, Julian Gordon, and I was like, yo, man, you know, this year, I'm gonna buy a building, I'm gonna create my own studio. And he was like, yo, you been to Lamar's yet? I was like, nah. So I hit Lamar immediately, like, bro, <laughs> I need to go in there. And, and the moment um I got to this spot, um, it was so inspirational, right? And like it, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like breathtaking inspirational. Like, not like, oh, oh yeah, you got your little building. And I'm talking about like, nah, this is like next level. So talk talk a little bit. It had to be Ronnie that. No disrespect. It, yeah. it, it, it had to be Ronnie. <laughs> touch on that. But talk talk a little bit about. <laughs>
2: I mean I'd be tight with the money. So Lamar, Lamar had the vision.
1: In these, you know. <laughs> we still be home on our laptops fighting like man. It know.
2: works. It's working. We would not have had a high
1: speed internet. We'd be on
2: the up fighting. Oh, more. you're taking it too far. All
1: right. So anyway. It's not too far. Yes. She didn't want to pay for gas to get here today. Oh look. She was trying to ride the look, water. There we go.
2: Look, there we go. That is not Oh my gosh. No, but it was. I mean, he helped me to see the vision because it is inspirational. And it's not only inspiring us to do better, to go to, to go higher, but also our employees and then anybody that comes into the building. But Lamar can tell you just about how, you know, even purchasing bu- buildings and real estate, how it's just even taken off in our community.
1: Yeah, and I tell you what's crazy. Again, earlier we talked about like a lot of times you got to see it in order to be it. Yeah. So we were somewhere leasing um, office space for, you know, we're like, hey, we're gonna be three, four years, we're gonna move, right? Five, six years later, that's how it normally works. We're still there. Um, building equity in somebody else, right? It's an asset <laughs> yeah, for them, it's an expense for us. Yeah. And we go to a client's building, Call and Renee, right? They got a financial services. So we go to theirs and they like, yeah, we, we bought this. Mm-hmm. And we're looking around and we're like, what you mean you bought it, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Now nah, we own this. So as we're walking around looking and we start to do the math, we realize that in this office park, they're probably paying less for their mortgage mm-hmm. than we're paying every month for rent mm-hmm. for our actual office. Mm-hmm. So then, like, just the seed, right, mindset, again, and so many times in our community, it's so much we haven't been exposed to yet. Mm -hmm. Yet, because it's it's a new generation coming through that's exposing a lot of people, just like you do with the show now. Mm -hmm. But we hadn't been exposed to that, so just... Because we had the seed planted then, we did the numbers, and we said, oh, we could easily do this. Yeah. And now we're not paying down somebody else's mortgage or their investment, we're creating our own wealth, we have assets to ourselves. So we got the building, we did renovations, we worked with one of our clients, Nikki Clue from Nikki Clue Design Group, to come in and we said, we want a space that speaks to black excellence. Mm-hmm. When you walk in this door, you know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I said, Nikki, like, I want you here. Cause I said I want a training room. In a training room, I don't want no church tables. Yeah. I don't want no six-foot folders. I don't want no folding chairs. Right. I want excellence. And yeah. and I wanted people when they when they walk in to feel like this is what excellence is, right? Yeah. The training center, we named it the Rosewood Training Center mm-hmm. after the town in Florida, right? That was a thriving town that was burnt down because black folks was too successful mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And literally every step that we make, whether it's the building, whether it's traffic sales and profit, our conferences, we know that we stand on the shoulders of greatness, mm-hmm. our ancestors that never could have imagined that we would be here where we are today, but guess what, we're gonna put on for them. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I love that, I love that. And so, this is the question that anybody wanna know multiple seven-figure business, and y'all still look relatively happy, y'all work with each other all the time, what's the secret to being able to work with your partner, but still enjoy your partner at the same time?
2: I'm still mad at him. I'm just okay, waiting. I'm about to say, it's like, what you talking about? We don't even like we each other. We were in the car all the way here, Jack. On
0: the Twitter. corner. Cause she wouldn't give me the gas.
2: No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> she paid too much. Anyway, um, I think the secret number one is doing what you say you're going to do. Uh-huh. That's number one. I think a lot of couples um, well first of all, let me back up from that number one and the first number one is you have to have a solid relationship uh-huh. because a good marriage can cause a good business, uh-huh. but a bad marriage can def- definitely ruin a business uh-huh. right and so make sure your marriage is tight and I think that black and married with kids really helped us. Uh-huh because it helped us set the foundation for a good relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't wanna go into business with somebody you can't trust Mm -hmm. and you can't communicate with, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, I think think the things that make a good marriage also make good business partners as well because Mm -hmm. you cannot have a better business partner than your spouse. Mm -hmm. You definitely wanna be, with someone that's gonna be ride or die, pick up the pieces and just be there. So when our employees don't want to come through, it's like, okay, we got this, Uh like together. Uh Um, So that's the first thing, a solid relationship. The second thing is do what you say you're gonna do. Uh be a little bit more formal with each other. We have meetings, um, notes, calendar entries, everything like that, mm-hmm. because we wanna make sure that we are just consistent, and I feel like a lot of couples drop the ball, leave a lot of things on their spouse, mm-hmm. oh, they're gonna do it, or whatever, and it just cause, causes a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and piggyback on Ronnie said, right? what well, she said something was key, and I wanna make sure everybody get it. The things that make for a great business partner, mm-hmm. right, make for a great relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Can I trust you? Mm-hmm. When you say you're gonna do something, you're gonna do what you say you're gonna do. Um, can we work together? Can we communicate? We're we not gonna always agree on which direction the business to go in, so can we talk it out and get to a place where we both cool, right? And that's the same thing in working relationship. Then when you're working with your spouse, hopefully, unlike a business partner, me and you, we can go in business together and we can be two great brothers, but you might have one goal that impacts your family one way, and, and I might say, hey, my kids are older, I'm about to be an empty nester, my goal could be totally different. When you got a couple, hopefully, In a good relationship, you got the same goal. Mm -hmm. And and as Ronnie talked about, when they come together for, for, I know, because I know people always hit us up and be like, well, you know, my husband, my wife, they won't do this, they won't do that. Mm -hmm. It's also not looking at other couples and expecting what your relationship Mm -hmm. and the way you interact with each other to be like them. So if they see, um, oh, you know, this uh, this couple, him and her, and they're always on stage and they speak together, Mm -hmm. then the wife looking at the husband like but you can't speak though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't trying to get on the stage <laughs> right, and dude's like, I just wanna be behind the scenes. Right, right. But you know, like like really these, these unfair expectations we yeah. put on each other. Yeah. And, and the last thing I'll say about it is, a lot of times we run into individuals who say, hey, my spouse won't be on board with me. Mm. Like I would love to bring them into the business, they won't be on board. And a lot of times what I say is that they're not on board because they know you. Mm. These people on Instagram don't know you. Mm. Your spouse has seen you consistently not show up. Your spouse remember when you said you was getting the gym fitness and you was doing the 30 day, you know, this this, and that online and and you was gonna be ripped for the summer. Right. and you put on 20 right. doing COVID, right? right. right. They, they seen yeah. you get the treadmill. Yeah, you did, well, you taking shots at me? <laughs> no, said, right. But they seen you get the treadmill and not use it. Yeah. They seen you go to the conferences and not implement nothing. Yeah. So now after you know years of, of all of this inconsistency, you expect your spouse to jump on board when you say this is the big business idea when you've had 20 big business mm. ideas. So if you want to get a spouse on board that's not, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, on board this now. What I say is get success. Mm. Success draws people to it, mm, right? Yep. You start getting to the money, the Joker, it ain't never want to do nothing, oh, or yeah. since they ain't never want to do nothing, now they're looking for business cards. Yeah. Now they want to join you. That's they want to ride shotgun, that's right? That's they good. now all of a sudden they the, the COO. Yeah. Ain't never touched nothing. So, so get to success, yeah. and then that opens up people's minds and it showed them that hey, you're being consistent, you're being real with this thing, this thing got legs, and they start to look for a way they can be a part of. It. Yeah, and
0: no, I love that. And, 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 and Ronnie, you you touched on this a little bit, um, but I wanted you to expand on a little more on the power of community, right? Because, um, you know, your community is a strong community. I'm part of the community too. Um, and so I watch, you know, all the trainings that you guys do. Um, you know, you put a call to action out, not only you're not the only ones running it, there's a bunch of, you know, if you need somebody within the community, people are kind of like, you know, connecting and being able to, you know, build uh, you know 24/7 figure businesses within the community uh, and counting. Um, you know, you know how important is community for those who are in business and those who are looking to like get you know go from four figures to five figures or five figures to six figures or six figures you know to nine eight.
2: I mean, it's just the fastest way to get there, really. I mean, doing it on your own, I I feel like is the longest (laughs) way to do it because you're going to make mistakes that you don't have to make. And so having that support, um, even if it's just emotional support, even if it's just inspirational support on the days when you feel like, oh, I just can't make it anymore. But there's someone in the group that has already overcome. Uh And so for us, the community means everything. you know to us and to the entrepreneurs but from from a business perspective um, it it just is easier when you build a community of people that trust you right um, when you're throwing money at ads, it's just so expensive when you have to get to know everybody, so building that community is really important. I think people underestimate that uh-huh. they're just like having getting people make a purchase but not really taking the time to connect with them and build that community, so they have to start from scratch each time, so it's it's good on both sides. Yeah,
1: yeah. like Ronnie said, yeah, like like having a community of people that you serve so that you nurture them and you're all, like like I was Black American Kids Traffic Sales and Profit, we built a community of people that we always served and nurtured. So that when there was an asking, where there was a call to action, where there was, has hey, an event, here's a conference, here's this or that, mm-hmm. we could always fill it up, sell it out because we had served them so well to a point, like mm-hmm. I said, right, selling is really just serving. Yeah, we had served them so well to a point when we offered something to pay, for one, many of them had already benefited from what we gave them for free, mm. so they were like, if this is what we get for free, mm, yeah. what will the, the pay thing be like, yeah. right? So they would do that, and then as Ronnie mentioned, like also surrounding yourself with a community of like-minded people just internally around you, again, with mindset, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, success leaves clues. If you're trying to build your first you know, $100,000 business, the worst thing you could do is try to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Once somebody's already built that, they could tell you like that, how to get, it's nothing to get there if somebody's already done it yeah. and they've done all the hard work, why would you try to reinvent the wheel? Yeah. And in our first business, that's what like, like so much of what we did, right? The first um, uh, million dollars it took us to gross, like overall, just over the years, it took about three times as long as it should have because mm. we just didn't know what we were doing. Wow. And yeah. we were trying to figure it all out on our own, right? And then at a certain point, we said, you know what? We got to get educated. What did getting educated mean? That mean we had to start um, reading books, right? Reading more books. We had to start going to conferences. We had to start getting with coaches and consultants. Literally getting the information that was already out there from people that had already done it so we could get success faster. Nah, I love it. And so, is it the same mindset? That takes you from six figures to seven figures can you
0: can you be a, a six figure entrepreneur and then now say, you know what I want to take it to the next
1: level and keep that same six figure mindset totally different okay totally different okay. right you can get the six figures off a of hustle oh say that like like can I, can I talk to the people talk to them please talk to them you can get the six figures off of a hustle yeah you literally can just hustle yourself up to six figures like in in literally right in hindsight like once you do it you really look at it we make it a lot harder than it has to be. Yeah. But when you're talking about getting to seven, yeah. when you talk about getting from one million to two, two to three, five to 10, then, what, what do they say, right? They say, uh, what got you here won't get you there. Get you there That's exactly what it is. Then you have to start looking at, okay, I can't do it alone, I have to build a team around me. Yeah. Okay, when I build a team around me, right, I gotta make sure I develop leaders in that team, because you can have a whole team, but then the whole team is pulling on you. Mm. So then you're like, man, I got a bunch of people, but now for like, you know, it's, it's worse than it was when I just did it all by myself. Yeah. Right? So then you build leaders, then you got a mission, then you you are motivating the people that you have to say, hey, as a group, this is what the big vision is, and we're going here to take the big vision, and y'all are coming along with me, right? So, so he's like, like I always say, zero to 100 ain't nothing but product market fit. Mm. Can I find the right product and can I find the right people to actually service and sell that product to? Mm-hmm. Once you do that, right, getting from 100,000 to multiple 300, 500, 700, 800, nine, whatever, a lot of that is all about now I got the product and service. I just need more traffic and people to sell it to. Mm-hmm. That's when I cut on ads. That's when I get in front of people. I do joint ventures with other people, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But then once we get beyond that, it has to be like most of those seven figure businesses is trying to figure out how to get from 1 million to 10. What they talking about ain't about Ads most of the time right. it ain't about traffic or it ain't about like this new widget I got it's about how can I develop leaders mm-hmm. how can I hire more people right mm-hmm. how can I get people on my team mm-hmm. like where can I get the talent from where can I how can I delegate more things so that I'm not doing all of the work myself and that's what that looks like yeah no I love that I love that and so if you could uh,
0: do anything over right um what would you do like know, knowing right having uh you know multiple seven figure business together uh having a beautiful building having staff uh you know creating other leaders you know multiple se- you know seven figure you know people within your community uh but if you could do one thing over right what what would that thing be
2: Um probably start investing more sooner, Uh you know? Uh So just, um, it it took us a while, but once we started really investing in ourselves, Uh in education, um, in ads, whatever, just Uh sooner. Uh And you know, just really apprehensive at first. And I I see a lot of people, when they start their business, they don't want to invest in ads, or Uh invest in themselves, but, um, I think investing more and taking that risk. I don't think that every, it, it, when I see our, our, when I look back on how our business has grown, mm-hmm. it's always been some type of big risk, some type of big move that has taken us from here to here, mm-hmm. to here, to here. And I think people play it too safe. Mm-hmm. And so um, just investing more and doing it quicker, faster.
0: And, and before, before you answer that though, Lamar, um, I want to stay right there for a second though, but like at what point does someone know when it's time to invest in themselves. Do you invest in yourself immediately? Do you build the business, build the minimal viable product first, test the market, and then once you get, like like at what point do you say, you know what? I gotta start investing in myself.
2: Hmm, I don't know,
1: what do you think? I I would say immediately the only thing that that varies is the amount you can invest. Mm. But you can invest, they invest by watching your show, Mm. right? But it's a lot of people that won't take the time to do that Mm. because they taking the time on Netflix. Now which one give them a greater Mm. return?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Tiger King? (laughs) <laughs> or this out of right, the phone, right, Like, literally, but this right, is right. what people are doing. Yeah, but the yeah. same people will be the ones saying, I can't build a business because I don't have the money. Yeah. I can't build a business because I don't know people. Won't nobody put me on. Yeah. And they, they waiting for somebody to put them on when they can put their self on. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's about that. And as you grow, you start to look more. And then as you as you find opportunities, like Ronnie said, because what I find, is not that people don't have success. Mm. Is that when they don't have success, they don't go running through that door. Mm. Like, like when that, you, you kind of pivot, 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 and when you find success, you find like a slither of daylight, mm. you gotta run through it. And, mm. and I feel like too many times, we make the grossly miscalculated assumption that the opportunity will always be there. Mm. Oh, my ads take off. Oh, that's cool, right? I'm going to scale them up later. Mm. Till Zuckerberg mess around, hit you with the flim flam, right. and then you can't scale up because stuff is twice the price. Right. Oh, you know what? I can, I'm doing events, and you know people, and I'm, I'm selling out 100, right? If I'm selling a 100-seat event, I'm trying to figure out how can we get to 1,000 seats as fast as possible because yeah. I'm not making the assumption. It's a lot of people that thought that they had time mm. a year ago, Oof. two years ago. Oof. Everything got rocked, Shut right? You head never head. know what's coming around that corner. So when, yeah. you, gotta, when you find an opportunity, you find daylight, you gotta hit it, and you gotta run fast. Yeah, love it. And so if you could, if you could do something different, what, what, what are you changing? I'm gonna I'm go a different route. I was the cat that always said I wanted to be uh, uh, a millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a millionaire by 30. I'm not surprised I'm gonna be a millionaire, I I'm a millionaire by, by 25. Yeah. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That said i will be a millionaire by 30. That didn't happen either, right? <laughs> and we kept kept sliding yeah, out, yeah, but right. what I realized, always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. In my pursuit of entrepreneurship, in my pursuit of always looking forward, in my pursuit of not being educated enough. Mm-hmm. I was always a reader, but I wasn't educated enough. Mm-hmm. What I missed was a grand opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I was always always on it, I was a young cat that was always on, all right, what's the move? So, so my day job, my day to day, always made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I spent so much of that money chasing other quick hit opportunities, mm-hmm. When I got old and looked back, I said, I made enough money when I was in my 20s if I had invested that, Mm -hmm. if I had access to information that everybody has access to now over YouTube, over the podcast, Mm -hmm. and literally just invested, I would've already hit a million by the time I hit 30. Mm -hmm. But instead, I was chasing short Mm -hmm. hit opportunities, right? Losing money, wasting money, Mm -hmm. and funding my money away that I didn't really hit the big goal. And a lot of, again, was lack of education, lack of information, so if anything, I can encourage people to do is get a hold of the people that already have the solutions, that already have the answers, find out everything you can from them, pick them up as a mentor. Mm. Some people say, well, you know, I've been DMing Ash, he won't be my mentor. Mm. Sometimes you gotta pay for a mentor. Mm. Most of our mentors ain't people that said, "Hey, Lamar and Ronnie, we gonna take you by your hand." Mm-hmm. It was people that had a program, and we said we paying to be in the program because yeah. we gonna pay for access and information. Yeah, and yeah. no, I love that, and I love I
0: love what you what you said. Uh, you know, at, you know, as it relates to uh, just being around the right people, paying for access, um, because I think that what people think is that when they're looking for a mentor. The mentor is just sitting around doing nothing, waiting. Like like they're waiting for you. I got time. I got nothing but time, and I'm waiting (laughs) for you. And so and so, you know, you know, paying for their program, paying for access, paying for their events, getting in the room, right, and being able to uh, connect with not even just them, connect with others because those might be your right. Those are investors too. Talk about, you know, traffic, sales, and profit live, right? Because, uh, you know, I, you know that, the energy is different, and, 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 and why is that important to be in the room?
2: Right, I think it's important because we, we go to a lot of conferences and sometimes we are the only ones that look like us. Mm-hmm. Like if it's three thousand people, there may be fifty black people or my, fifty minorities, uh, you know. Uh, uh-huh. And so one thing I think is just important for us to have a, a place where we all can come to see other people being successful in their businesses, but also learning from them. I think sometimes it's just a barrier as far as people really relating and connecting to what people are saying on stage, and so that's why I think it's important. That's why I think um, we make sure that our conferences are like a family reunion. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just like, you just feel so comfortable there and it's so much fun, but you're gonna learn just, if you can just take one nugget away, your business is gonna be changed. So.
1: Yeah. And, and we do we do two a year, we do TSP Live in June, we do TSP Game Plan in January. Mm-hmm. And like Ronnie, what we found is that, like Ronnie said, we went to other conferences, only did they not look like us, but that was where a lot of the best information was. Mm-hmm. And we would go back home and say, hey, y'all, guess what? They showing how to get to the money. Come with us. And then we turn around, ain't nobody there, right? So at a certain point, we said we got to get the information and bring it back Mm -hmm. to our community. So through the events, like Ronnie said, it's, it's fun. It's entertaining. But we bring in six, seven, eight figure business owners to that stage for you to directly learn from. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and they not like, hey I'm here and then I'm ghost right afterwards. They hanging out in the lobby all night. Yeah. They in the restaurant, they at the boss, you can build a real relationship and get your questions answered. Yeah. And, and and it's not a lot of places where you can sit in seats full of black success. Mm-hmm. Where ain't nobody pretentious, ain't nobody tripping, ain't yeah. a whole lot of ego, right? If you got a lot of ego, you ain't gonna feel right in the room mm-hmm. and you probably not gonna come back. Mm-hmm. But literally people have a heart for helping other people like them mm-hmm and getting to it, right? Um, Janice Bryan Highroyd, the mm-hmm. first black one to build a billion dollar business. Yes. We've had her on the stage. Nice. Uh, Alfred. Oh, that's OG. our OG. Oh man, yeah, right, senior yeah, yeah, VP yeah. Black Inter- We've yeah. had Alfred Evan Jr. on the, so so we're mixing in um, uh, today's new entrepreneurs yes. with some of the real icons and gems yeah. of black business, putting them all in the room, throwing in our DJ, shout to DJ Cinto, yeah, um, yeah. throwing in the energy and community yeah. in there and showing people that, hey, like, the goal ain't for you to come in and take a bunch of notes. Mm -hmm. The goal is for you to come here and get one, two, three actionable nuggets. And if you can go and implement them nuggets, it'll change your business. You change your business, you change your life. Yeah, no, I love that, I love
0: that. And so, I wanna go
1: back to something you said
0: about, you know, really, once you go through that door, like, you gotta run through. And I remember uh, being at a Mastermind, um, and Stedman was there, right? And Stedman was talking Y'all about. On first
1: name basis, like that. Goodness, I mean, you wish. know. Nah, it's fine. Um,
0: <laughs> but, but, but Stedman was there, and he talked about um, business people in business being so quick to pivot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that, you know, let's say like an author, right? Because I, you know, I, I focus on building wealth around books. He said, an author sell a thousand copies of a book, and then write another book. Instead of focusing on, all right, if I did a thousand, how do I get to ten thousand? How do I get to a million? Right? And so um, I see that a lot, where people have a level of success, and then because they're successful in that thing, they're quick to like pivot. So, I, so people don't realize this. I've been in the book business for twelve years, mm. and I'm not pivoting. I realized that in two thousand nine. That by being an author, I created authority, and I was able to create, you know, uh, uh, different streams of income through that book. So I'm not pivoting. I might present my books in different ways. I might do different things. But but I see it a lot where I'm like, yo, bro, you was just you was doing this two years ago, and then now you're doing something totally different. That's a whole different business to like what you said. Where they like they like they chasing the quick hit when the long term play is finding that one thing that you're good at and like go all in. Right. Are are you guys seeing that like as well?
2: Because they don't want to do the work. Ooh. Because it really does take work. Like Lamar said, you can hustle up to the 1,000 books, yeah. but really putting the energy in to really building something, it really takes work. So they're not saying, "Oh, this is not easy anymore. Let me go here. Let me go there." And so I just see it too much. Like yeah. people just don't want to put the work in. Mm.
1: And, and I think entrepreneurs in general, right? One of the biggest things that cripples them is a lack of singular focus. Mm. Because what happens as soon as you sell a thousand books? Everybody coming to you like, you need to do the book on this. What about the book on that? What about the book on that? So you start thinking about all the other books. Then somebody like, teach me how to do the book. Um, And then you like, man, my book just got released last month. But now I'm book coach extraordinaire, right? I'm
0: coach so it. I'm, yeah. I'm coach
1: So literally, right? We're so programmed that hey, now I gotta have multiple streams of income. What yeah. they create is multiple streams of struggle. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Like, like that's all these streams that ain't streams, cause ain't nothing flowing through none of them. Right. I, I tell people all the time the main number one reason. Can I share the number one reason Please. most entrepreneurs never build a seven figure business? Please talk to me. Even, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clarify, the main reason most successful, they mean they got something going. Yeah. Successful entrepreneurs can't get to a million dollars a year in revenue in their business is because they got two or three $100,000 businesses. Oh,
0: say that, yeah.
1: So they chasing all these small things and yeah. chasing all them different small things is stopping you from getting to the one big thing that you can just lock in on and go hard on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, that that's, that's bars, right, and so, Say that one more time. You gotta You, got, you got look in, in, in the camera and tell them that, right? So yeah, you gotta say that one more right. time.
1: Let me stop playing with y'all, right? You must have, if you wanna be a business owner, you must have singular focus. The number one thing that is stopping most successful, right? You already, you already got something moving. Most successful entrepreneurs from getting to seven figures, right? That's at least a million dollars in revenue per year is the fact that they got two and three $100,000 hustles. And having your, your focus spread across those multiple things is stopping the one thing from going all the way. Just like we talked about, like, hey, when you find that, that daylight, you got to run through it. You can't run through it if part of your time is here, part of your time is there, part of your time you're trying to, you know, coach people on something, you just learned and started. Like, we got to stop looking for the quick money and look for the long money. That's the real money. That's, that's the generational shifting money. That's the your kids ain't got to do the things you did money. But not only that, their kids and the kids that come after them don't have to do it. That's when your great, great, great grandkids, they know your name. And you know why they know your name? Mm. Cause they getting money from you and they ain't never met you. Mm. Go ahead, Pastor.
0: Um, yo, <laughs> <laughs> he jumping big bar. All right, and so uh I I need I need some advice, right? Because, you know, you alluded to this. Um you know, pandemic hit, people had to pivot. Like people weren't, yeah. you know, expecting a shutdown. Um, a lot of people had to like readjust. Um, there might be an entrepreneur right now that is um, you know, doing their thing, um, and for whatever reasons, you know, there, there might be tough times coming, or whatever, right? Um, or they might be going through tough times. Um, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur that is currently in a uh, in a tough time, or, or, or they're struggling?
1: I think you said it earlier, right? It's that P word, pivot. Mm. Like, like sometimes we get so stuck on what we do in the way that we do, that, hey, guess what? In this entrepreneurial journey, you're going to have to shift. You will have to bob and weave a little bit when things happen. If you get so stuck, right, when you should be bobbing, you're not, you get hit dead on. So during the pandemic, they said, just in that, that first quarter, right, the spring of that first year, they said four out of 10 black businesses were no longer here by the time we got to the end of spring. Mm-hmm. What I tell people all the time is that whenever there's crisis, there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Can I repeat that one time? Right again. Talk, talk to him. Let me tell y'all. Look. Whenever there's crisis, there's opportunity. Whenever there's crisis, there's also a transfer of wealth. The problem up to this point is that whenever there's crisis and a transfer of wealth, we're never in the middle of it. Wow. We, we, like so, we have to get educated, insert ourselves in the middle. You insert yourself in the middle by saying, "Okay, I see crisis coming." So instead of balling up in a corner and, and being afraid of what's coming, you you pull out your, your switchblade, right? Whatever you need, right? You say, I'm, I'm getting in this fight, Jack, yeah. and I'm, I'm jumping in here. And you start to say, what will people need that they didn't need before? What are the opportunities that will be created that didn't exist before? How will things shift? And, and the beauty of it is now, you know, before now, there's a lot of people that hadn't been through anything this major. Right. Like, depending on how old they are, what the age are, they hadn't faced. Now you all have faced a major life experience. So you have the ability to look back and say, I remember when the pandemic started and things changed. These were opportunities. This is how things came up. These are the people that got rich. Everybody didn't get poor. Mm. Right. Everybody didn't lose everything. A lot of our clients had their best quarters, best years ever. You have to be able to identify the opportunity.
0: No, I love that. I love that. And then so uh, there's somebody who has a nine to five right now. And they like they 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 double dutching, They ready. They like they like. All right, we go. Home. We I'm a, I'm I'm gonna do it. They double dutching, but they ain't really take that leap yet. Uh, what advice would you give for that side hustler? For that person that's that's in that nine to five? They know they want to be entrepreneurs, but they need you know they need that that push or or you know to to get to that to that.
2: So I I'm always the planner and, and things like that. So number one, just stay consistent. Mm. Um, Stay consistent with whatever it is. It's gonna be some long hours. It's gonna take some sacrifice to really be dedicated toward your craft because we started off like in our bedroom with four kids, Uh you know? Um, So that's number one. But number two, I would say, don't worry about the flashy cars and things. Like get out of debt. Uh That was the biggest thing for us when we wanted to start our business and leave our corporate jobs Uh is that we had to get out of debt. Uh We, I, 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 I had an old, um, Honda minivan. Oh. The one door didn't open. Oh, wow. I went from that to my Porsche. People see that Porsche now, but I say, I had that minivan probably in 2019, (laughs) you know, I had it for a long time and it was paid off and I was fine with it. And Mm -hmm. I could afford something more than that for a long time, but I didn't have that that payment, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just want to let people know, like I know they see a lot of people being successful right now and they want to look like that. But I think the biggest thing is put in the hours and stay consistent and get out of debt. Mm -hmm. Because when you have that freedom to invest in your business, business you can do things so you can you can pivot and bob and weave and things but you have a big old mortgage and credit card bills and shoe bills and things like that you can't really make those decisions that you need to make for your business and we were able to do that by um being able to get out of debt, he was able to leave his job. We were still on one income, mm-hmm. but yet we were still comfortable because, wow, we didn't have a whole bunch of debt. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way we lived for a, a long time, um, just our personal debt, yeah. you know, not business debt, but yeah. Yeah, you know the other thing we did?
1: Yeah. Move to Atlanta. Mm. I tell everybody, hey. Uh-oh. Atlanta's open. No, I'm uh, the plan. P- P- people, people in Atlanta don't look, like telling look, other people that to go Atlanta. Whole, the whole no. <laughs> crew, like, the whole crew like, wait, like, no. People in no, Atlanta don't no, like telling, man. no, I'm, I'm kidding. But, but, but really, we came, and the only reason we came is because at that time, everyone I knew that was doing what I wanted to do yeah. lived here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta extract yourself from your environment you're at. If the people where you're at not doing the things that you want to do, yeah. you literally have to pick up and move to that place where, hey, like, like, and I was, I'm from uh, uh Maryland, right? Nobody can tell that yeah. by my DMV vernacular, right? right, right. right? Merlin, uh, I'm from the area U-R-E-A, yeah, yeah, U-R-E-A yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um but but at the same time there was a lot of it's a lot of black success there, yeah. but a lot of us was through employment. Mm-hmm. Everybody I knew that was an entrepreneur that was doing it in the digital space was here. Mm-hmm. So I said guess what? Mm-hmm. Guess who we need to be yeah where the people at. So it may not be Atlanta, it could be any other place in the country or the world, mm-hmm. but you gotta get around, again, successful people. successfully clues, man, yeah. all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I love that, I love that. All right, so I, wa- I wanna pivot, because you talked about the Porsche, right? And so um, we love to ask our guests this, right? So so being able to create uh, you know, multiple seven-figure business, what would y'all say is the most extravagant thing you guys have done
1: with money so far? <laughs>
2: Wow. I'm tight.
1: I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what? Oh, we. Oh no. And I a, well, I. I don't know if it's extravagant, right? We just took our whole family to Africa mm-hmm. um, a couple of months ago. That joint was a little more expensive than I thought it <laughs> might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we had we had a great time. We took all the kids. We took Ronnie's parents. Nice. Um, so we had a great time with that. But to tell you the truth, most of what I do is I'm reinvesting because mm-hmm. I'm like millions ain't the goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I think a lot of times because, and this is new to us, right? Yeah. Like, it ain't like, oh, we came from this, so we, this is new to us. Yeah. But a lot of times when things are new, to, I, I, I warn my clients all the time. Mm. I think sometimes you can get so caught looking behind you and saying, wow, I came from mm. back there all the way here that you don't see what's in front of you. Yeah. So it could be new for somebody that's watching and say, hey, you know what? Like, wow, I'm the first millionaire in my family. This is amazing. Yeah. But what if 200 million is available? What if 500 million is available? So a lot of what we do is I'm looking for other ways to activate the funds that we bring in mm-hmm. to generate more funds mm-hmm. so that what we create, right, it benef- and that's benefiting us now, but it's also benefiting our team and employees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like our employees and our team to come on, when they c- and we got like regular, you know, W-2, they got benefits and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I got a wealth academy. Mm-hmm. I call it like the New Media Wealth Academy inside of our business, where we give them education, mm-hmm. we give them a, a higher than normal uh, twice, right? 2X, what normally everybody else does, uh, 401k matching, we match them twice. We do profit sharing. Mm-hmm. We just gave everybody their, their distribution, profit sharing for last year, people been with us. And then like, like literally so, it's not just about us, like we trying to reinvest that into the longer thing mm-hmm. so that we literally shift, right? All of these families around us in our entire community. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that because, like, man, it's so true uh, that people are always looking back, right? People are always looking behind them and saying, "Man, yo, I'm like, I'm the first to graduate. I'm the first of this. I'm the first of that." Um, and then not realizing that where you are right now, if you didn't look back and you look forward, like, you could be you could be more than what you're looking at because what you're looking at. Um, and comparing it to where you are is actually limited belief, right? right. It's limited because it's like it's it, 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 it like having the, the 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 mentality of saying at least, right? Like at least I made it to a millionaire because look where I started. It could have went this other way instead of saying at most, I could be a With multi-billionaire.
1: And that's it. You know yeah. what I tell people all the time where you are at, what you've done. It should be celebrated, but it's the milestone, it's not the peak, Mm. right? If you're going up that mountain, like, it's the mile, people say, well, you know what, nobody in my family has ever had a six-figure business, right? A lot of people, when they start, they say, I just want to get to six figures. When they get to six figures, I say, that's cool, but six figures is not the top of the mountain, it's just a milestone, so pat yourself on the back, say, hey, that was great, and keep going. Mm. Because it's six figures, what most people don't tell you, right, It's a lot of information floating around, most people don't tell you, if you had a good job, when you make six figures in revenue in your business, you're probably getting paid less mm. than your job paid you. Mm. And this new job you got, that's all it is, a job. You created a new job for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the new job ain't got no benefits. Yeah. The, the new job, yeah. right? You working two, three times the hours. You was complaining about the 42 you was putting in there. <laughs> right, right. When you working for yourself, you might be starting out. You might be putting in 80 strong yeah. every week. Yeah. The joint killing your, your all your extracurriculars you was doing, right? You <laughs> right. ain't got none of them. Yeah. But you got a six-figure business, so yeah, you know, celebrate it, mm-hmm. but it's a milestone. Yeah. It's only one leg of the journey, it's not the final destination. Yeah, I love that. And so what,
0: what would you say um, is the most impactful thing that you guys have done with money? Uh,
2: the most impactful thing uh, that we've done with money, uh-huh. besides starting our business. Oh. Um, I would say for per, per personally or for other people?
0: Um, I mean, you, you tell me, I mean, it, it, it yeah. could be, it could be personal. So, be. I
2: mean, for me, mm-hmm. the most impactful thing, I, I do feel like I do feel the difference now as yeah. far as being able to, to do what I want to do and to get the things that I want to get yeah. and to be able to, you know, get things for my parents and for my kids uh-huh. and uh-huh. just be able to support them. So I'm just like really getting comfortable yeah. in that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, ask yeah. me that next year, okay, but, okay, okay. um, but yeah, I think that that's it. I mean, we were able to you know pay off our house, and we we're buying real estate and things like that. So, um, I think that that's impactful. But I really just think that
0: so the private jet is next year.
2: No, no. <laughs> but I just just I just think the most impactful thing is just how we're impacting the people in our community, yeah. really, yeah. Um, and just seeing how we impact the people that um, our cl- our clients and seeing them be able to. Um, hire people and hire other people in the community so I, I just really feel that that's impactful we were able to go out and visit one of our um clients last week and went to their multiple buildings and yeah. saw all of their employees nice. and just to think that when we started working with them they were um just kind of like solopreneurs yeah. and so um that's impact yeah. that's like real impact to the to community so yeah. I, yeah.
0: I, don't know. And I love that and though no, but i'll say i'll say this uh for the record right the um Impact is real to your community uh, because I, I I came to see Tyler, I came to see LaBar, um, to see the building. We had a, a five minute conversation maybe and his advice in five minutes made me multiple five figures
2: uh, in one day, yeah. one day. I believe it. I mean, Lamar, like, lives this stuff. Yeah, like, I'm sure. sitting here like, uh-huh, I, like, I yeah, hear this yeah, stuff. Like, <laughs> I hear it all the time, and I still yeah. get excited. Like, okay, yeah, yeah like, I said, my first time here. But yeah, like, yeah, he, like, yeah, really yeah. lives it and breathes it, so. Yeah. And I think that that's the difference with our community because yeah. he's just so passionate about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what
0: it yeah. Is. yeah. And how how does that feel, though, right? How does that feel to, like, I um, I mean, I, I could use the word responsible, but, like, to be, Responsible, or to have that level of impact, right? Because you know, again, I, you know, I, you know, I say, oh yeah, you know, five minutes, Lamar, you know, help help me make multiple five figures in one day, but that doesn't all go in my pocket, right? Because because I you know I got a team and I got you know I mean, there's I have to reinvest and there's things that 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 that, that ha- has to happen, and so not only did that five minute conversation impact me, but it also impact. The people that I was able to, you know, you know, further help mm-hmm. with that, right? And so, how does it feel to have that level of impact um, or responsibility? Or because the truth of the matter, though, is if y'all don't show up, it's a lot of families
1: that can't feed their kids. I I say that's the importance of. Finding what you really here to do mm. like I feel like I was born for this mm, yeah. And you know I'm, I'm a big believer in like everything you do leads up to the point that you're at yeah So every business I tried to fail yeah it leads up to here, right? Like yeah. like everything I used to do parties. I used to do events, right? Then when we did events, when we started doing the film screens, we hold our own film screenings because I was so used to promoting parties and trying to get people into places. Yeah. So it was nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Then when we did the movies, what we didn't know is that was the precursor to us doing TSP Live and TSP game plan and getting hundreds and in the future thousands of people into a business conference because we had done hundreds of people into the actual screen. And so everything leads you to this point. I feel like I was born for this. Yeah. Right, we we set a goal two years ago. We said by the time we get to 2022, we want to have directly through our programs, um, have worked with or birthed um, 37 figure businesses, five eight figure businesses. Uh At the time, we might have had like two or three seven-figure companies, mm. right? And we was one of them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah. like, like, it wasn't there. Sometimes <laughs> right. you got to cast the vision, yeah. create the vision, mm. and then once you got a goal and a plan, Ronnie's a project manager by trade, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I'm the visionary. Yeah. I'm a cowboy. I'm out here, with my host, I'm shooting <laughs> right. ideas left yeah. and right. right. Ronnie can form it into this is the actual plan for us to execute, yeah. right? So again, strengths, strengths and weaknesses together. We support each other in that way. Absolutely. But, but being able to pull that together. Um, like right now, said we want to get to 30 companies by next year, we're at 24. Mm-hmm. We want to get to five eight figure companies, right? We got two companies come through our programs that's already hit eight figures. That's at least mm-hmm. $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. We got three more that should hit it this year. Yeah. We already casted a new vision. We said, by the time we get to December 31st, 2030, and I'm saying it, This is I'm saying it on YouTube, hey. it's gonna be here. Yeah, I said, by the time we get to December uh, 31st, 2030, we want to have worked with 500 seven figure companies, 58 mm. figure companies. Mm. 5 9 non-figure companies. Mm. And then I was at the office talking to my man, Tommy Traffic. I ran the numbers down to him. He said, if you're doing all that, you might as well have one with a billion dollar valuation. So again, you gotta create, I, I tell the team this, right? I got, I got goosebumps, I'm I got, like, I man, got, that's the, yeah, yeah. I got else yeah. from my team here. Now, she I tell you, I tell the team this all the time. I say, when we get to 2030, we are black history. Yes, facts. Right? But, but and more important than that, What's the impact, like you said? Mm. Ronnie talked about the butterfly effect. Yeah. When we help uh, uh, Kim and Tim, curl mix in Chicago, right? They got like 30 something people working for them now on the south side of Chicago, yeah. black and brown. Mm. Uh, we was in uh, uh, Richmond last week celebrating Sharice um, and Keon from Sassy Jones. Mm. Like right? they got multiple buildings. Mm. They got people all around. And this, this is the other thing. This this is the the most unknown, known thing ever. Mm. In most of our communities, we got the highest rates of unemployment. Mm. Why? Most people hire people that look like them. Yes. Most of our businesses don't hire nobody. Yes. Nine out of 10 black businesses don't have employees. Yeah. They solopreneurships. Yeah. So literally, I'm not talking about again, how can we build hustles? Mm. That's cool, right? Sometimes you gotta, you know, make a side hustle, your main hustle, all that. But at some point, I need some soldiers that's gonna build businesses. That's gonna say, hey, I'm looking for 20, 30, 50, 100 people to hire. I ain't gonna employ, shame nobody for being employed. Mm. Man, I ain't never gonna shame nobody for taking care of their family, right? Right? We say, well, I ain't like working for the people because they ain't care about me. Well, guess what? Hire some people and care about them. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> create an opportunity yeah. for them, yeah. Yeah. get them an avenue for wealth. Yeah. Everybody ain't an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. But still everybody can be an investor Yeah, and that's the difference. Mm. No, I love that.
0: I love that. All right, so we're going to do um, what's called our our lightning round, our speed round. Um, and what we do is we take uh, banking terms and then we flip those terms so that they could be here with us inside the vault. Um, and so the first term we're going to do is deposit slip. Um, A deposit slip is the, the piece of paper that you take, you bring it in the bank, you fill it out, you deposit money inside the bank. For us, a deposit slip is a money mistake, a slip up that you've done with money. And so, so far in your business or in your life, what has been your biggest deposit slip? I've, I've, Look, Ronnie looked at, at Lamar like she was like yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like most of the time it's not activating money fast enough to work on your behalf, mm-hmm. right? And again, yeah. like most of it came from just a lack of education. Yeah. A lot of times you got to be careful when you're the first one in your family to do the things that you do, mm-hmm. right? It's a road that's not paved. Yeah. You ain't got Uncle or Gramps or whoever to be like, hey, you know, these are the things A, B, C, D. Yeah. So you have to as quickly as possible tap into other people, again, that had already been there, the information, the coaches, consultants, masterminds, or whatever it is, so that when you're in position, as soon as you get a hold of it, you already know where to go. Yeah. So most of it, it was sitting on money that we had, not actually activating it, so that that money began to work for us. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Second term is charge off, right? And so charge off, you
0: borrow money from the bank, you don't pay it back, certain, they're they, they gonna try to get it back, but at some point they like, all right, I'm wiping my hands off, I'm charging this off. Uh, for us inside the vault, charge off, Are you know, what type of people or mindsets did you have to charge off during your journey?
2: Hmm. Um, oh gosh, I can only think about relationship people to charge off. Mm-hmm. Mm, come back to us, come back to us. married I mean, I'm saying though, I, people, people let like these fake things hold them in like the current situation that they're in and whether that's the job. I can remember, um, when I needed to leave my job and I, um, was like I want to get laid off because I want severance you know like they give you like you know two months of severance I gotta get this severance and I probably stayed there a year or two longer because I just had to have that severance and then when I I left and I had that severance it was gone in like 10 weeks I could have been like working in my, (laughs) my business the whole time and so sometimes you just um people just have those fake things oh I can't leave my business because um, I can't leave my job because I have medical insurance, and I can't, I can't leave because of that. And I'm like, just go find a plan. It's mm-hmm. really not that. Exp- mm-hmm. If it's maybe a 200 dollars more expensive than what your, you know, your employer. So mm-hmm. I just say charge off all those like limitations that you have that are preventing you from going to that next level. Yeah. You know, yeah. or I can't leave this relationship because this man owe me money, or this, or this or, this, or that. And yeah. I say charge all of that off. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. I know before tomorrow I was in Alicia, that person hold me tens of thousands of dollars. I was just like, I don't want none of it. Yeah. I want to be free so yeah. I can move on and go to the next level. Yeah. So sometimes you have to kind of let some things go and yeah. like charge those off if I'm using that right yeah. Yeah. to get to that next level.
1: I'm going to say charge off people with a mindset of lack, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot of people who um, think, they don't have enough, and they start to project that on you mm-hmm. if you're too close to them. Yeah. It's people that think um, they could, you could be in business, they could be in business. They think it's not enough business for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. And what I say, unless you like McDonald's or Walmart or something, believe me, right? Like most people I've seen ain't got nowhere close enough to scratch the surface yeah. to where they holding down a monopoly on any industry that we touching, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think people with a mindset of lack, where they think it's not enough, it's not enough to go around, it's not enough for you to eat and for me to eat. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, you know, I don't want you to have this information that I got. I got the key I can't share. Mm-hmm. You talk like you came to it. I was like, you doing what? Yeah. Oh, well, you doing this? Because yeah. you could kill it with this, Facts. right? Yeah. Because that's the thing. I know if I help enough people get the information, I'll never want for anything. Facts, yeah. If I tell you something, and that's, you say, if you say, all right, I made multiple five figures in that one day, the beauty of it is because you got singular focus, uh-huh. you going to continue doing Absolutely, it. Yeah. And then when you flip it, it's going to become a, a, from a multiple five-figure thing to a six-figure That's thing right. to more and more. Yeah. So over the course of our relationship, if I make you millions of dollars, mm-hmm. if I ever need something, but mm-hmm. you going to be like, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Man, try it. Yeah. I'm be all in your YouTube comments. Yeah. Like, this the cat 10 years ago. Yeah. But no, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. that, man, people with a mindset of lack, I can't do it. Yeah. All right, no, I love that. Love
0: that. All right, last but not least, trust account, right? Um, you know, your trust account is where you take all your valuable assets, you put it in that trust account, you preserve it, you protect it, you help it grow. Um, in your journey, uh, what kind of people or mindsets would you say is in your trust account?
2: You start Lamar.
1: So I would say um, Definitely our parents, mm-hmm. right? They, they like been instrumental to us in this journey not just from they you know what they told us But like literally as us being adults us being like we got four kids and we started we had four small kids For them watching the kids for them holding us down for them supporting us at events and supporting the things we do um, And I would say like it's so many people in our community, right? Uh, that literally are like, now we can do something, they, and people in TSP is like, I've been following y'all since, you know, I watched Generation One and we did a screening all again. Like, we were doing movies, people doing screenings in their living rooms, in their community centers, in their churches, other movies. So, like, that community of people that's been holding us down, they want to see us succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and they appreciate that we reciprocate that back, right? And we're trying to sow into them so they can be successful with us, and it's not a one-sided thing. And then mostly, I would just say, like, like I'm blessed to wear a lot of our clients now are our friends. Mm-hmm. In those relationships, man, I like treasure them so much that even once we get past a point where they're no longer, you know, they can stop being clients. They're no longer paying us money. Like we just love to be together because we've had a journey together up to this point and they can, you know, impart things into me. I don't know everything. I can impart things into them and we can keep going higher.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love that. Just being around people that are going through what we're doing at this level. Uh, uh So that's definitely, and definitely our parents. I mean, my, my father, he had this carpet cleaning business when I was young. He made me and my sister work at it, (laughs) you know, cleaning carpets and stuff. But, um, I just know that just their work ethic and their determination, I think that's where you know, where I got it from. So definitely my parents. Yeah, Yeah. love it.
0: Love it. All right, y'all. Listen, if if y'all ain't get more than enough in this interview, then again, I don't know what y'all was watching. I don't know what y'all was doing. Rewind it back make sure you do not multitask, get your pen your paper, cause there was bars dropped on this episode that could make you multiple six figures, multiple seven figures, make sure y'all tap in with the dollars. Uh, but if somebody wanted to connect
1: with y'all, where can they find y'all? Ronnie, give me a social. <laughs> Uh, that's like Ronnie's not fooling with y'all on social media I'm letting y'all know you get your feelings hurt Ronnie's not fooling with y'all on social media um uh, but you can just follow us right at uh Traffic Sales and Profit um at Lamar Tile on Instagram and then the website www.traffic salesandprofit.com that'll link you to a free copy of my book a paperback copy i'll send you for free all you do is pay shipping and handling it'll link you to our conferences tsp live and tsp game plan and most importantly our free facebook group traffic sales and profit with lamar tyler tons of information we do free trainings there every month we want to see you succeed
0: all right y'all there you have it another awesome episode of inside the vault with ash cash we are closing out the vault all right y'all follow us on all social media platforms at inside the vault follow me ash cash on all social media platforms at I am Ash cash and i'm gonna see y'all next time inside the vault with ash cash the greatest money mindset show on the entire planet tell a friend to tell a friend i'll see y'all next time in god's will peace oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah
1: you want ash cash you can catch it right here in the bar.